Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast show with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, everyone. Um, This is our wrap-up session for single moms. We want to um, have our guests, Ms. Patricia Nettles and Sierra Middlebrooks. Um, They're our two single moms for this um, series. We are having our real table talk session where we're discussing um, different situations that single moms and single dads raising kids face. So today's discussion is going to cover time management and whatever follows in between that we bring up during our table talk session. So sit back, uh, enjoy, and if you have any questions please send us an email and we will follow up with you with the answers so without any further hesitation let's begin a new session Good evening, ladies. Good evening. Hello. All right, Miss Patricia, we're going to let you um, start, our, start our table discussion here. Um, I'll let you take the floor, ma'am. Okay. Um, I would like to speak on being a single mom. Uh, raising my children. Um, it has been a struggle. And uh, going through life uh, with yourself and your children, um, I think it's, it's a difficult, I always have a difficult discussion for me because when I think about what we went through, it, it, just, it was amazing. And it, I get emotional. So, um, I would like to say through it all, being a single parent, whether you're male or female, you're raising children, I put my children first before anything else in this world, okay? And, and that's what we do as parents. But being single make it extra hard because you have to do everything on your own. You have to make the right decision. And if you don't, you'll know. But even with that, think about your family. You know, you think about your family. You want to do what's best for your family. And being a single parent, that is your main focus in life because your children are eating, breathing, and sleeping off of us. Okay? They can't do nothing without us. So, during my duration of raising my children, Finding the right daycare, finding the right places to put my kids was like the first thing that I had to do in order for me to stay focused on my job mm-hmm. and not worry about how my kids being taken care of. Are they treating my child right? All those things come into mind. And mind you not, you're working, trying to stay focused on what you're doing, 
and also to worrying about is your family okay? Mm-hmm. Um, most parents realize that even if you you're single or two parents, but single parents is extra hard mm-hmm. because you don't have that extra hand to help you. So you're relying on friends and family, and sometimes they let you down. Mm-hmm. Disappointment that keeps us and holds us back from getting to where we need to be. Um, from my experience, when one door closes, another one opens because I'm going to open that door. I'm going to find another way to make it work. And what got me through is prayer and preservation and God. I couldn't have did it. I couldn't have did it without him. That personal relationship, you're going to have to deal with that. And trust me, he'll put the right people in your right pathway to get you to where you need to be. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Um, A lot of times, there's a lot of people that pass judgment or tell you what you should do or what they would do if they were in your situation. But they can't because they aren't in your situation or they've never been in your situation. Like, to have support when raising children is it's a key factor. Like, I feel like it's... It's more than the mothers that have it would understand. Like, it's it, it, it's very challenging. It's very very challenging. But I know that I can't give up, and I I wear a smile on my face, and I have to keep a positive uh, attitude and good energy because it plays off on my kids if I don't. And I want my babies to be happy. Yeah. Well, people passing judgment, you know, people are going to always talk about you. And as a single mom, for me, it was like, it put me down. I, I felt at times that, you know, because I was single, a single mom, people shunned me, you know, talked about me. But, but I had to get myself out of that place. A feeling like this because I knew this feeling like this was just holding me back from what I needed to move forward with. And it hurt. It hurt. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it hurt. But you got to throw them tears away. Work through them tears. Don't worry about what people say. You know what you need to do to take care of your family. And you do that. Okay? Regardless, because you know the struggle and you're going through the struggle. People will always say what you need to do if this is you, but no, it's not them. It's you. Okay. We can't base our life on someone else's life because they don't know the pain and struggle that we go through being single parents. It is extra hard. When I say extra hard, people have no idea what some of us go through. Okay. It's okay to fall and stumble and make mistakes because we're going to do that to get to where we need to be. We're going to have to learn to get through these things because for me, I didn't know my own strength until I had to. I didn't know how strong I was until being strong was all I had left. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So when you come to realize and stop worrying about what people think about you, I feel that you can move forward. But you know what your family needs. And I would say, just pray over it. You have to pray over it and build that one-on-one relationship. I know that's easy to say, but trust me, once you start doing it, it's going to come naturally. And you're going to, you know, one thing that's a positive role in your life that you will never want to let go is that relationship. So what what did you do or how were you able to pull out that inner strength? I think I had been shot down. I think I've been shot down so much. Hell, the being strong part was all I had left because I got tired of being shot down, turned away. People didn't want to help me. I had excuses. I needed a ride. You know, it's like nobody was, even if they could help you, they wouldn't. So what I had to do, I had to build my own strength up. I said to myself, no more. I got to do something else because this is not working. So when I, when me and my children had left out of my small relationship, I knew I had to survive and I knew my children had to survive. I went to social services. I got all the resources that was available to me and my children that we could get. And mind you too, I was working, but I couldn't do it by myself. So with their assistance and their help and with the programs that they introduced me to, helped me out tremendously, okay? There were jobs after this, after I left my um, my first job because of layoffs, I knew I had to find another job. So I prayed over it. And I prayed over it because it was it was really bad for me. And I know everybody's situation is different. It was really bad for me. So what I did was, eventually I found a job. Then I had to start all over again with daycare because I had to provide for my children. So I had to make sure everything around them surrounded me being able to work. So I had to put them in the right places in order for me to take my next step. That was a struggle. Okay. The, that's really hard. Like finding it. daycare is really, really hard. Yeah. Like I faced that struggle for a long time, too. It's hard, especially yeah. when your children are of a certain age. They don't accept yeah. as many um, infants to one-year-olds as they do um, two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old. Right. So I, this is why I said social services, the program, your single mom, you have children. It's not that you don't want it, it's just you can't. You can't afford to pay for daycare because even if you got a job, your daycare will take up most of the money. I relied on social services. I told them my situation. They accommodated my situation based on the information that I had. I was able to get on a program for two years of me not working. They helped me with no job because I couldn't work. My kids were too young. The daycare would have been expensive. So, for some months, I was out, I was without a job. They helped me. And they also helped me to look for work, which I was doing. So, but if I didn't have a job, this program helped me. Okay? 
It, ha- it let me go back to school. Um, it helped me, it would help me with transportation if I needed a ride to school. It helped through Medicaid. If I didn't have a ride to get to the doctor, they would have transportation. Everything was set right there for me. Okay? So I utilized the program until I needed to do what I had to do to make it at least get on my foot with my children. So it's okay. It's nothing wrong with getting help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Okay? It didn't matter to me what they said about me. If I was on uh, welfare, whatever they call it, welfare. Well, I'll tell you what. It works for me and my family. Okay? It works. It works. Because these programs they have met, they didn't have them years ago. Okay? So I would say utilize every means necessary to get to where you need to be. So uh, I just have a question. Like, I would love to know if it's something that you're comfortable with speaking about um, your experience in your relationship, the, um, you know, being in an abusive relationship, because... I was, you know, never in a physically abusive relationship, but I did suffer a mental abusive relationship, and it was something so hard to get away from, um, and I, I would love to, you know, hear your perspective of what you were going through. Well, but my domestic violence relationship, I was taken away from my hometown and brought over here to a place where I didn't know anyone here in North Carolina. I trusted my husband and I relied on him for financially and everything. So moving here was like a whole new territory for me. Um, and I've learned since I've been here and working with domestic violence, such as I have I have for like 20, at least 20 years. It's, 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 it's something that's really hard to talk about. Um, but it's something that's needed to talk about. And I'm glad that you asked that question because a lot of women won't ask that question. And a lot of women won't say anything. I suffer the abuse. Number one, I always thought to myself, why do these women stay with these men and they're beating on them? Can't they just leave? This is what I had in my mind before I started working with, the, with domestic violence and going to school. I learned, and after I learned, I felt bad because I learned that these women couldn't leave them because of financial support. Ashamed that their family would know. They didn't want anyone to know. So when I started thinking of the reasons as to why they never left, I felt bad because I ended up in that same situation. Okay. So my heart hurt because of the pain and suffering that these women or men who are abused go through and they don't say anything because they don't want no one to know about it. And you have to live with that. That pain will never go away until you make the right decision to leave. And my mom always said, when you get tired, you'll know. But when you fall in love with someone, you can't turn it on and off just like that. Okay? That stays with you. And this is one of the reasons, the most reasons of why women and men stay. Because of that. They've invested a whole life into this person. They trust this person. 
and there's only domestic violence that they don't see it. You know, they keep letting it slide. Maybe he's going to change. You know, maybe they're going to change, but they'll never change. The only change that's going to take place is with you and with me. Okay. I put my children first. Like I said, when I when I do when I think I put I have to put my mind in a, in a place where, you know, let's be reasonable here. I don't want my children seeing this. So I got to do something. I got to do something. And that's when my plan started being in motion. Okay. Now, they not work for everybody. But I would say this. Love shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't hurt physically, mentally, psychologically. It shouldn't hurt. Okay. So... Love covers a whole multitude of everything. And when you love someone, you love someone, you give it your all. And you take this abuse until one day, hopefully, you'll think, I have to leave. I have to leave. Because if you don't, it's only going to get worse. I, I have been working in domestic violence for, like I said, a number of years. And I've seen seeing clients just die they get killed and, and, and that's a heartbreaker and I have to tell myself did I do everything that I was supposed to I, I want to blame myself for this but at the end of the day that decision that you make to stay that's your decision you can't change that nobody can change that for you think about yourself think about your kids put that first and that's what I did and I let him go I walked away from that I said no more but you have to be strong enough. And you are. You're stronger than you know. Okay? You are stronger than you know. Do not give up. Okay? Never give up. Thank you. You're welcome. Vanessa, would you mm-hmm. uh, pull a continue up with the living a life as a military wife yeah um i might not be a single mom but whenever he's deployed for six months or his shift changes to where he's working nights and he has to sleep during the day i'm on my own um whether it's raising the kids taking care of the household everything is on me at that point he just has to focus on working and paying for the bills, basically. But I'm stuck at home with the kids on my own. Um, just moving around a lot. Sometimes you don't have the um, the village that you need to help support you. So half the time, you're literally mentally and physically broke down. You're on your own. You don't have your family, except for when you do call, if you're close to them. Um, and sometimes you don't have any friends at your location. Like now where I'm at now, I don't have any friends. I don't know people in this area, um, very well, but I have no other support other than trying to call family or old friends in different places. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't, but to becoming a military mom, I didn't realize how many military families in general have to get wet. I did not know that. 
And it came to where with our first daughter, we were struggling to make sure we had enough food or formula and things in the house. So I was like, okay, I can't be ashamed anymore because there's other moms doing the same thing. And they're telling me, hey, if you need help, this is where you're supposed to go. And we ended up getting WIC and we've been on it for quite a while with each child. But I've learned I can't be ashamed if we need help financially with food in the house. I might not buy things for myself, but I make sure my kids have new clothes, clothes on their back, make sure that they have food, make sure they have a clean, neat house and a family that doesn't argue and things. Because whenever I was growing up, I dealt with being raised in a domestic violence situation. So not bringing in certain pieces and not being ashamed and just accepting the help. Because for me, accepting help in general is very hard. Asking for help for me is very, very hard. And I've learned to just humble myself and ask God for help because if without him, I really don't have anything, especially being a military mom, moving around and don't having anyone. You literally only have yourself and God. And if you don't have that, you're lost. And it's a horrible feeling to have. Um, I can understand that. Um, I just say that to those women that are married, afraid of saying no more, think about what if. What if I continue to stay? Is it just the food? being provided or the shelter being provided or the financial provide provision that is keeping me here. When it comes to mental abuse, you never forget it. You, that never leaves you. That is a scar that never heals. Whenever we're married, we, we take our vows as serious because it's a vow before God. And there's many of us that say that I'm going to stick with this no matter what. I took my vows for better or for worse. But worse can kill you. And love does not hurt. Love does not break you down to where you feel like you don't matter, you're not important, is this way or no way at all. Whenever you get to that point, please, please think about yourself and your children. You have to be strong so that your children can live. Know that you are worthy. You are worthy. With any situation, you are worthy. Okay? Yeah. Never be too, too proud uh, not to ask for help. We as women, we have to pull together. Okay? 
because it's a struggle dealing with a relationship. It's a struggle. And I can say whenever I was single, I, (laughs) my job actually stepped in and helped assist. You know, I never thought that, you know, anybody besides calling on my parents every now and then would give me the assistance. But my daughter can tell you there was numerous days that where she would go to work with me and would have to sleep on the floor. But I had to work. I had to provide. You know, if it wasn't that, it was in the car, you know, having to sleep in the car while I worked. But and there was numerous times where we went without having money, enough money for food. So, yeah, there was a lot of times that where my daughter ate and I went without. But we made it. We're here now. And the struggle is real and it's worth every bit of it. Remember, love your child as you love yourself. If not more. I mean, just please take that strength by looking at your child, your baby. Your, your, they're so, so worth it. Life is so precious. So precious. Um, Thanks for listening to the Voice of Many podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and we will talk to you all later.